The very first product I did a proper launch for was called Operations and Marketing Checklists. I launched it and listen, you can't see me, but I'm saying that with air quotes because it could really hardly be called a launch. But anyway, I launched it to a mailing list of about 300 people. I hoped in my wildest dreams that I would make maybe 20 sales. And that was probably being optimistic. And don't get me wrong. Listen, I was brand new to information product selling. No one knew me outside of a handful of subscribers. And I hadn't even been mailing them all that regularly at the time. So I would have been absolutely thrilled with 20 sales. But something happened. Tracy Roberts from Piggy Makes Bank bought that checklist pack and she reached out to ask if she could promote it as an affiliate. I already had an affiliate program set up, but I wasn't recruiting affiliate partners and I really wasn't even all that confident in my product or my sales funnels. So I was just doing this kind of quiet launch thing. I was kind of dipping my toes in the water. Anyway, Tracy reached out and asked to promote the operations and marketing checklists. And I said yes, because I'm not stupid. And I gave her a link. That was on May 10th of 2018. By May 18th, so just eight days later, we had sold 181 copies of that checklist pack and earned more than $3,000 from that very first launch. That's something I could not have achieved on my own without an affiliate program. This is episode 62 of the Tiny Course Empire podcast, and today we're talking all about affiliate programs, what they are, how they work, and why you might want one in your business. And I'm going to give you a five-step process you can use to start your own so that you're ready when someone reaches out to say, hey, Can I share that amazing resource you've created with my audience? Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Well, hello, and welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast. I so appreciate you spending a few minutes of your day with me today. If you're new here, be sure to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss any future episodes. Each week, I bring you actionable strategies you can put to use in your online business, whether you're selling courses or printables or coaching or even freelancing services. You'll find the show notes, the transcript, and links for everything I'm talking about today at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 62. So let's go ahead and dive into how to start an affiliate program by talking about what an affiliate program is and why you might want one. You heard my story of getting started with an affiliate program, but how will that work in your business? Let's find out. So first of all, What is an affiliate program and how does it work? Well, you may have heard affiliate programs referred to by another name. You might have heard them called a referral program or you might have heard them called something like refer a friend or share with a friend, things like that. Now, affiliate program is more commonly used in the B2B space, so in the business-to-business space. 
where those other terms are more commonly used when you're talking to consumers. So if you have a business that reaches consumers, you might use those phrases or those terms instead. But they're all the same thing. Basically, what an affiliate program does is it rewards other marketers or other people for sharing your resources with their audience. So people who are your affiliates will get a unique link that they can then share with their audience, with their email list or on social media or on their podcast or in their blog or in their YouTube channel, wherever they have an audience, they can share that unique link with them. And when someone buys through their link, someone clicks on that unique link and they make a purchase from you, then that marketer or that person earns a percentage of the revenue from that sale. So why would you even want to do that, right? I remember one time I had a client and I kept recommending to them that they start an affiliate program as a way to grow their subscribers, as a way to grow their customer base. And they kept saying to me, but why would I want to give away a portion of my profits? Why would I want to give away some of those sales? Well, the reason you want to do that is because having an affiliate program, as we saw from my example, gets you in front of a wider audience that you might not otherwise reach on your own. I could never have made 181 sales of that first tiny little checklist pack on my own. I didn't have that many people on my mailing list. I didn't have that big of a reach. But Tracy at Piggy Makes Bank did. She had a much wider audience than I did, and she was willing to share my resources with her audience, and that brought them into my circle. So that's the number one reason why you want to have an affiliate program, because it exposes you to an entirely new audience, a much wider audience than you might otherwise reach. Another big benefit of having an affiliate program is it helps to build a mailing list full of buyers. So those customers who came into me through Piggy Makes Bank, through that affiliate relationship that I had, were all added to my mailing list. And that makes my mailing list that much more valuable because those people are not just there because of a lead magnet. They're not there for free. They actually made a purchase from me. And that's a much more valuable subscriber as a business owner than someone who just came in through a free offer. Affiliate programs are also a lot less risky than other ways of attracting a larger audience. So another common way to bring in sales is to run paid advertising. But that's a lot riskier than having an affiliate program because with paid advertising, you pay for that traffic whether you make the sale or not. So Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Pinterest, they don't care if you actually make the sale. They're sending you the traffic and it's up to you to make sure that that traffic then converts into buyers. Whereas with an affiliate program, the affiliate does not get paid unless the sale is made. So you're not paying the affiliate just to send you traffic. You're paying the affiliate to send you customers. So if that relationship does not turn into a purchase, then the affiliate doesn't get paid. So there's no money spent for just sending loads of traffic like there would be if you are running paid advertising. 
It's also a lot faster to have an affiliate program than it is to rely on organic traffic. Now, there's nothing against organic traffic. There's nothing against running ads, but having an affiliate program is just a lot quicker. It allows you to shortcut that step. If I had not had an affiliate program back in the beginning, and if I had relied on organic traffic, who knows where I would be right now? I guarantee, though, that I would not be earning as much as I'm earning. I would not have the mailing list that I have. I would not have the customer base that I have. I would not have the membership that I have if I had not had an affiliate program to help me bring in that traffic more quickly than I could do it on my own. And finally, an affiliate program lets you borrow credibility. Remember, I was brand new, right? Nobody knew me outside of a handful of subscribers, but I was able to borrow the credibility of Tracy Roberts. She was putting out there that she trusted me, that she believed in me, that she knew that this product was good, and she was sharing that credibility with her audience. So by recommending me, she was lending me her good credibility, if you will. So uh, having an affiliate program allows you to borrow the credibility of your affiliates. They are speaking up for you. They're standing up for you. They're saying, this is a good resource. You need this. This is a trustworthy person. Now, before we go any further, I do want you to ask yourself one question, and that is, is an affiliate program the right choice for you and your business? And here's how you can know. First of all, affiliate programs are always going to be best for course creators and digital product sellers. Coaches and freelancers will sometimes have affiliate programs as well, but when you are doing one-to-one services, as with coaching or as with freelance services, it can be hard to share a percentage of that profit with your affiliates because there's so much of you involved. So Do you really want to give away a certain percentage of your actual hourly rate? So, for example, if you are a freelancer and you're charging $75 an hour for maybe technical work on a website or maybe you're managing social media or whatever it is that you're doing, how much of that per hour rate can you really afford to give to affiliates? And the other reason why an affiliate program might not be the best choice for coaches and for service providers is simply that you have a cap on how many clients you can serve, right? You don't want to have 400 affiliates sending you traffic because you can't possibly serve all of those clients that they would bring in. So affiliate programs can work for coaches and freelancers, but in this podcast episode, we're going to be focusing mostly on course creators and digital product sellers. Another thing is that you need to have your own shopping cart. So affiliate programs are not useful for people who are selling primarily on Etsy or Creative Market or Teachers Pay Teachers or places like that. You need to have your own shopping cart on your own site. Now, that doesn't mean that you own the shopping cart. Maybe you're using something like Teachable or SendOwl or SamCart or whatever, and we're going to talk about those different options in just a minute. So it doesn't mean that you have to own the cart. It just means that you have to own the website. You have to own those customers that are coming in. You're not serving customers through a marketplace. And finally, it's going to be easier for you to attract new affiliates if you have more than one product on offer. Now, in the beginning, when all I had was the operations and marketing checklist, 
actually, I think I did have another product on the back end of that that was probably completely unrelated. But I was fortunate in that Tracy was a personal friend of mine and she was willing to promote me just because she knew the product was good and she knew her audience needed it and she wasn't quite as concerned with what might happen on the back end down the road. But you will find that some affiliates, especially if they don't know you, are going to be really interested in what's your funnel look like? What other offers do you have? And we're going to talk more about that in just a little while. So it's going to be easier, like I said, for you to attract new affiliates, especially if they don't know you, if you have more than one product in your product catalog. All right. So if you're sold on the idea, if you're sold on having an affiliate program, you know it's going to help you grow your business. What's next? How do you even get started? There are five steps that we're going to talk about today. And the first one is all about the technology that runs your program. The first thing you have to do is choose your affiliate platform. Now, you may be like me, and maybe you already have this in place, depending on what your shopping cart is that you're using. But if you don't, here's what you want to look for. The first thing to keep in mind is you have to choose the one that's best for your customers. It should not, whatever affiliate platform you're using should not ever interfere with your customer's purchase. And this is not really an issue. I don't think I've ever seen this come up in an affiliate platform unless you are changing shopping carts to move to one with an affiliate program. In that case, you could disrupt your customer flow. You could confuse your customers if you're changing platforms. So you just want to keep in mind that your customers always come first. It needs to continue to be easy for them to make purchases. It needs to continue to be easy for them to access the purchases that they've made. You don't want whatever affiliate platform you are using to interfere with that in any way. The second consideration is to choose the one that's best for your affiliates. And here's what I mean by that. Your affiliates are very likely affiliates for lots of other products. I promote many, many different products on many, many different platforms to my audience. And I have to be able to trust that platform. I have to be able to trust that when I am sending customers to you that those customers are being recorded properly. Number one, that they're being treated properly. We already covered that. But number two, that that affiliate relationship is being tracked properly. I have to trust that I'm going to get paid when someone that I refer to you actually makes a purchase. So that's the number one thing. The number two thing is I have to be able to easily find my links. I need to be able to log in and find links to the products that I want to promote. And I need to be able to log into your affiliate platform and see what sales I've referred. I want to know what my conversion rates are. I want to know how much money I've earned this month. I want to know how much money you owe me. I want to know how many sales I've referred. So that's the second thing. Keep your affiliates in mind and your potential affiliates in mind and make sure that the platform is going to work for them, that they can trust it, that they can find the links that they need, and that they can get the information out of the platform that they need to have. And you might think that 
well, of course, all affiliate platforms would have this information, right? But you would be surprised. There are some pretty bad ones out there that don't even offer basic reporting or basic stats. So you want to stay away from those. And finally, the last consideration, unfortunately, is you. But you want to choose the best platform for you. You have to be able to trust it. You have to be able to trust that it is tracking affiliate commissions properly, that it is paying affiliate commissions properly. You have to understand how to use it. And you have to make sure that it offers the features that you want in your affiliate platform. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute when we talk about deciding on your affiliate terms. Now, there are some popular options out there. I'm going to just give you a few that you might want to consider. My number one choice is a member. You will find them at amember.com. They are a shopping cart slash affiliate platform slash membership site management system. They are the one that I've been using for years. I have 100% faith in them. I love the team behind Amember. They are so incredibly helpful and their platform is 100% trustworthy. Other affiliates that I work with, other people who run affiliate programs in the courses and the done-for-you content space use a member a lot because it is popular among our affiliates, among our group of affiliates. Another one that you might want to check out is SendOwl. SendOwl is a hosted platform that has really good fees, really easy to use from an affiliate standpoint, seems to have really good tracking. I've never had any issues with it. Thrivecart is another one that has an affiliate platform. I believe it requires an add-on purchase. Thrivecart right now is offering a one-time purchase, one-time fee for lifetime access to their cart. It's a hosted shopping cart, has really great reviews. People who use it love it. Super easy to set up, super easy to use. And with that lifetime fee, that's pretty appealing as well. And they also have an affiliate add-on that you can purchase. Teachable is another hosted option that has an affiliate platform up at their higher tier. You can also go with something like WP Affiliate, Samcart has an affiliate module, iDev Affiliate, WooCommerce, all of these have affiliate modules available. And finally, you could use something like Keep, which used to be Infusionsoft, or Entreport, which also has an affiliate platform included. There are lots of different options available to you. What I would recommend if you are looking for an affiliate platform is to look at businesses similar to yours who have affiliates that you want to work with and see what platforms they are using. So once you have decided on your affiliate platform, once you've chosen the platform and you've got it installed or you've purchased it or you've done whatever it takes to get that going on your website, then the next thing you're going to have to decide is what are your affiliate program terms. And depending on which software you purchase, you might not have access to all of these different options. You might only have a few of them, or maybe you'll have more, but the typical options that you have available to you as the affiliate program owner is you get to decide what commission percentage you are going to pay. Now, for digital products, for courses, for digital downloads, for planners, for journals, for all of those types of digital information products, the most common affiliate percentage is going to be 50% or higher. It's really difficult to 
attract top affiliates if you are paying any less than that, and especially on lower priced products. It's difficult to attract an affiliate to a $20 product when you're only paying, for example, 20% commission. So I highly recommend that you bump those commission percentages up. And if you have a particularly low price product, bump them up even higher. Remember, the goal here is to build your mailing list, build your affiliate relationships, build your customer base. So paying out a little bit higher on the affiliate end can really pay off in the long term for you. You might also want to decide if you are going to offer a multiple tier affiliate program. So what a multiple tier or a second tier program is it sometimes called? What that means is that you are rewarding affiliates for referring new affiliates to you. So for example, you might have an affiliate program that pays 50% on each sale, but that also pays 5% on that second tier. So what that would mean, for example, if you make a $1 sale through an affiliate, you're going to pay 50 cents of that to the affiliate who referred the sale. And you're going to pay an additional 5 cents of that to the affiliate who referred the affiliate who referred the sale. So I know that sounds a little confusing, but some platforms do allow for that. A member does allow for that. If that's something that you want to do, it can help you to recruit new affiliates. We'll talk about that more in a minute, how you can do that. But that's just one option that you have. You are also going to need to decide what your cookie lifetime is or what your cookie duration is. That means how long does that cookie last? So the way that affiliate marketing works, the way that your affiliate program works, remember I said that you're going to give your affiliates a unique link to share with their audience. And what happens when their subscriber or when someone clicks on their unique link, there's a cookie placed on their computer. And that cookie says, hey, this customer who clicked this link came from Jane, my affiliate, or came from Tony, my affiliate. And that cookie lives on the subscriber or the customer's computer for a certain length of time. That's the cookie duration. So maybe it's 30 days, maybe it's 60 days, maybe it's a whole year, maybe it's forever. You get to decide in a lot of different affiliate platforms, you get to decide how long that cookie lasts. And that's something that your affiliates might want to know. If I send you traffic, how long is my cookie going to last? How long will I continue to potentially earn money on sales made after I send that person to you? So that's what cookie duration means. You're also going to have to decide how and when you're going to pay your affiliates. Now, most affiliate platforms will pay via PayPal. There are some other kind of outliers that will pay maybe via check or different money transfer systems. And depending on where you live, you may have to choose something different as well. But that's something that you will need to decide how you're going to pay your affiliates and when you're going to pay your affiliates. And when I say when, I mean, are you going to pay them every week? Are you going to pay them every month? Are you going to require that there be a seven-day or a 30-day or a 60-day wait period between a sale and when the commission is paid out. A lot of times you're going to do that if you have a refund policy. So for example, I have a seven-day refund policy in my 
business. So I hold all affiliate commissions for 10 days to allow for that. So that's why my affiliates get paid on the 10th of every single month because they're getting paid for the full month of sales that occurred before that day. And that allows that 10 days just in case somebody buys on the last day of the month and they refund seven days later, that 10 days gives me a cushion. So it makes sure that I am not accidentally paying out affiliate commissions that are then later refunded. So that's another thing that you're going to need to decide. How often will you pay affiliates and on what day will you pay them? You'll also need to decide on a self-referral policy. Most affiliate programs do not allow self-referrals. In other words, I cannot buy a product through my own affiliate link. And that's just... I don't know, I guess I would say that's probably common sense, right? You don't want to give your your affiliates a, a self-referral discount, right? So you need to decide if that's going to be your policy or not and understand how your affiliate platform handles those self-referrals. Because believe me, people will accidentally self-refer. They will accidentally buy through their own link, not through any fault of their own, just because they have clicked a link to test it. They've clicked a link to your sales page to test it. And then they make a purchase and that cookie kicks in and says, oh, here's this affiliate referral relationship we've got here based on the cookie. So you want to make sure that you have a policy about self-referrals and you know how to handle that if it does happen. You also need to decide if you're going to have an open or a closed program. So an open affiliate program means that anyone can be an affiliate, anyone can come in and get a link. You may need to approve them. We'll talk about that in just a second. You may need to approve your affiliates, but basically anyone can be an affiliate for you. A closed program is when you only allow people who are your customers to also be your affiliates. So an example of this is the Membership Academy. If you are an affiliate or if you are a member of the Membership Academy, then you can be their affiliate as well. But if you are not a member, you cannot be their affiliate. They have a closed program. And I mentioned having an approval process. Just because you have an open affiliate program does not mean that just anybody can click a link. You can also have an approval process. You can ask them to fill out a form, tell you about themselves before you approve them as an affiliate. So I have an open affiliate program with an approval process. Someone who wants to be my affiliate has to fill out a form, tell me about their business, tell me how they're going to promote me, give me links to their website where they have an audience that is interested in what I have to offer at my website, and I approve them manually. And I do that because in the past, when I had a more open affiliate program where all you had to do was click a button to become an affiliate, I had some people who were running some kind of sketchy websites who were my affiliate and who were then promoting me in ways that I did not necessarily agree with. So I changed it to having an approval process. So I want to look at your website. I want to know more about you before I agree to let you promote my products. So those are the things that you're going to need to decide on. And again, like I said, not every platform, not every affiliate platform is going to allow you to edit all of these things. You may not have control over how long the cookie lasts. You may not be able to have a second tier program depending on what platform you are running. But those are just some of the things that you may need to decide on as you're building up your affiliate program. 
The third step then is to make it easy for your affiliates to promote. So once you've got your affiliate platform installed, you've got the software installed, you've got it all set up, you've created your terms, you've got that all worked out, the next thing that you're going to need to do is to give your affiliates their links, basically. That's what it comes down to, right? But there's a little bit more to it than that. There's a little bit more that you want to do to make it really easy for your affiliates to promote you and to be successful with their promotions. So one thing that I highly recommend is that you keep a production or a release calendar so your affiliates know what's coming up and they can plan accordingly. A lot of affiliates, myself included, plan their promotions out weeks or even months in advance. So I like to know what's coming up. I like to know when that new course is dropping, especially for big launches. With small things, it's not so important. But for big things, I like to have at least a couple of weeks notice so that I can get that into my calendar. You're also going to want to provide swipe copy so that your affiliates can more easily promote. Now, I will be the first to admit that I rarely use swipe copy as is, and I would recommend that you do not use swipe copy as is either, but at least it gives you a place to start. It gives you some words on the page that you can then work with, and it oftentimes explains a product or a course or a printable better than the affiliate can explain it. Maybe if the affiliate hasn't actually seen it, hasn't actually taken the course, and there's nothing wrong with promoting something that you haven't taken as long as you trust the seller. But if you haven't taken the course, you haven't seen the product, then that swipe copy can really make it easier for you to promote. So you want to be sure that you are providing that to your affiliates. So that's going to be Email is the most common. I always provide swipe copy email to my affiliates. Social media copy sometimes happens as well. Not so much with me. I don't provide social media copy because I don't do social media, so I wouldn't even know what to include. But I know some affiliate platforms that do offer social media swipes. Some affiliate programs even offer things like banner ads, like little graphics that you can use. So providing that kind of material to your affiliates just makes it easier for them to be able to promote you. You can also offer review copies or access where that makes sense. You have to be careful with this because a lot of your affiliates, probably the most of your affiliates, won't actually make any sales. That's just the nature of business. You will have a lot of affiliates and, you know, kind of the 80-20 rule going on here. You're going to have 20% of your affiliates that bring in 80% of your affiliate sales. So you don't want to offer necessarily swipe copies to everyone, but to your top affiliates for sure. You can also offer free products that your affiliates can promote. So not every link has to lead to a product. Not every link has to lead to a sales page. Some links might lead to a lead magnet. Maybe you ask your affiliates to send you traffic to grow your mailing list, right? This is an easy share for affiliates. They get to share something free. They get their audience. The people who click on that link get cookied to them. Hopefully you have a good funnel set up behind that lead magnet. So you're making sales and the affiliate is earning commissions just for sending free traffic your way. So you want to make sure that you are offering your affiliates those free things that they can share as well. And that doesn't have to be just lead magnets. It could be lead magnets. It could be blog posts. It could be podcast episodes. It could even be a link to your Facebook group if your affiliate platform allows for sending traffic off your site. So it has to allow that 
like third party site linking. Otherwise, the Facebook group thing won't work. But that can be really beneficial to your affiliates by allowing them to share free things, not just your paid products. So that's step three. Make it easy for your affiliates to promote. Provide those swipe files. Keep a calendar. Keep affiliates up to date on what's happening in your program, what's coming up, and give them free things to promote where it makes sense. Then step four is to start recruiting affiliate partners. Start getting people to join you in your affiliate program. The number one way you can do this if you are in the business-to-business space. So in other words, if your business speaks to other business owners, then asking your customers is a really good way to recruit new affiliates. Your customers are your biggest fans. You can also ask for referrals from other affiliates. You can ask your top affiliates, hey, who else do you know that I should reach out to to promote my products? A lot of business owners talk to one another. We have mastermind groups together. We are in Facebook groups together. We go on conferences together. So we know a lot of other small business owners who might be a good fit for your affiliate program. So asking for those referrals is a good way to get that. And if you happen to have that second tier or that multi-tier affiliate platform, that's a good way to get new affiliates in your system too. You can also do cold outreach. Now, this is uncomfortable for a lot of people. I understand that. But if you look for bloggers or podcasters or marketers who promote similar products to yours, they're going to be most likely open to looking at your affiliate program as well. You can look for product creators who sell complementary products to yours. So not necessarily your direct competition, but things that are complementary those people will often make really good affiliates for you. And you do want to make sure that you are looking at people who are already using affiliate marketing in their business. You don't want to be in the business of teaching people how to be an affiliate marketer. That's not the best use of your time. So you want to make sure that these people already understand how affiliate marketing works. They understand the benefits of affiliate marketing. They are open to sharing your products with their audience. So look for people who are already affiliate marketers, not people who just might make a good partner for you, in other words. And finally, you can follow the promotional trails. Who else do your affiliates promote? Get on your affiliates email lists. I highly recommend this. Not only will you know when they're promoting you so you can reach out and say, hey, thanks. Thanks for sharing. But you'll also know who else they're promoting and you can trace that path and see where it leads. You will often find potential partners that way as well. Now, when approaching potential affiliates, there are two things that you want to keep in mind. You want to keep in mind what is in it for their community. In other words, what's in it for their audience? What's the benefit that you're bringing to their audience? And secondarily, what's in it for them? Okay. I have seen so many, I don't want to say bad, but so many affiliate recruitment tactics that miss the mark because they come at it from the wrong angle. They come at it from a what's in it for them angle. They email and say, I have this affiliate program. I have this product. I think you should promote it to your audience. 
And that's really the wrong angle to take. You want to approach it from the space of what's the benefit for your potential affiliates audience. What are you doing for them? Because your potential affiliates care the most about serving their audience. They care the most about providing resources that their audience can use. So when you approach a potential affiliate and say, I have this product and I think it's a great fit for your specific audience because that's a much more compelling offer than saying, you should check out my product because I pay 50% commissions, right? Does that make sense, you guys? Always keep in mind that, like I said, your potential affiliate wants to serve their community. They want to provide the best resources for their community. So when you demonstrate that your products, your business or your courses, your digital products, whatever it is that you are offering, when you can demonstrate that that's a good fit for their audience, they're much more likely to say yes. And then of course, secondarily, what's in it for them? That's when you talk about things like cookie life and commissions and how often you pay out and all of those kind of technical details. What not to do when approaching a potential affiliate. Number one, don't make it sound like it's a quid pro quo. Just because you made a purchase from someone or you are an affiliate for them does not automatically mean that they want to be an affiliate for you. Maybe their audience just isn't the right fit. I have some really close personal friends of mine who promote for me that I don't promote for them because my audience does not fit with their products and vice versa. I have some people that I promote for routinely who rarely promote for me because their audience just does not resonate with the products that I offer. And that's okay. So it's never a quid pro quo. It's never an I emailed for you, you should email for me. That's really the wrong way to look at it. Another thing not to do is don't hijack other communication channels. Don't reply to a broadcast email about something else or jump into a Facebook comment thread that's unrelated because these requests are just going to get lost. They're going to get lost in the email inbox. They're going to get lost in the Facebook live stream thread, whatever, or they're just going to get ignored. So always start a new communication channel send a new email with a new subject line or start a new thread or send a new private message. Don't just jump on with something else that's happening. And finally, don't stop at just one request. Even the best intentioned people, and I'm pointing at myself here, need reminders. We forget, we lose track of things and we need to be reminded that there's an offer out there. So don't stop at just one request and assume that if you didn't get an answer that the answer is no. Now, this kind of self-promotion can be really, really hard for people. It's hard for me, and I've been doing this for years. So if you're brand new and you're feeling self-conscious about it, I totally get it, and I have a fix for you. Inside my Affiliate Program Success course, I have included email templates to make this part really easy. All you have to do is fill in the blanks and hit the send button. You don't have to worry that you're being too pushy or that you're not making the benefits of your program clear. So it takes away a lot of the stress of this kind of cold outreach. You could even actually hand these off to a VA to send out for you. 
Now, you can buy Affiliate Program Success, and I'm going to have the link for you in the show notes, but you can also get instant access to it as a member of Six Figure Systems, and that's actually going to save you quite a bit of money, especially if you take advantage of my $7 trial offer, which you will find at tinycourseempire.com forward slash join. Not only will you get full access to Affiliate Program Success, where I'm walking you through everything you need to create and run a thriving affiliate program, but you'll also get 50 more additional business building courses and toolkits. You'll get live workshops and Q&A calls and a brand new members-only community where you can collaborate with other small business owners just like you. All you have to do is go to tinycourseempire.com forward slash join, and I will see you on the inside. Now, there is just one more step that we need to talk about when it comes to building a solid affiliate program for your business, and that is the ongoing maintenance of it. And don't worry, it's not too much work once it's rolling, but there are some things that you absolutely must do if you want it to thrive. And that starts with paying your affiliates on time every time. I know this sounds like a no-brainer, but you might be shocked at how many people really don't handle this well. So what I want you to keep in mind before you pay yourself, before you pull money out of your PayPal account, before you pull money out of your checking account, wherever it is you are paying affiliates from, before you do that, always make sure that you have enough money in your account to pay your affiliates, even if that payment isn't going to happen for another three weeks or another month. I think where a lot of affiliates get tripped up is they think, oh, I don't have to pay my affiliates for another 25 days. And then unfortunately, they don't earn the money to cover those affiliate payments that were already due. So before you take money out of that PayPal account, check what you owe your affiliates currently and make sure that you leave that amount there because that doesn't belong to you. So paying your affiliates on time every time will put you ahead of the pack when it comes to affiliate programs. You also want to stay in touch with your affiliates on a regular basis. Email them, even if you don't have something coming up that you want them to promote. I try to email my affiliates every single week, usually on Monday or Tuesday, Plus, more often, if I'm in the middle of a launch or there's a special event happening, but stay in touch with them, even if you are just emailing them once a month to say, this is what I've got on special this month. You want to make sure that you stay in touch with them so that they don't forget about you. And you can also be reaching out privately to your top affiliates. I have a lot of affiliate partners who or people who I am an affiliate for, let me rephrase that who reach out to me on Facebook Messenger, for example, to say, hey, I've got this coming up. You did really good with this last year when it was on sale. Would you consider promoting it again? Wanted to let you know that this is happening. Reaching out privately is often more effective than reaching out by mass email, although you should be doing both. You also want to continue to recruit new partners. Don't think that you know, you have all of the affiliates that you are ever going to have. You always want to be bringing in new people because those people are bringing a new audience to you. So don't cut back on the affiliate recruitment piece of it. And you can also create personalized promos for your top affiliates. I'll give you my favorite two examples of this that really inspired me to promote things. 
I'm a pretty good affiliate marketer. I'm pretty on top of things. I'm pretty on top of promoting the latest launches or whatever's happening in my affiliate program space. But I had two recent events happen that showed me that it's really important that you are staying in touch with your top affiliates. Number one was from Coach Glue. Nicole Dean is the master of motivating her affiliates. And I found that out recently when she happened to send me a message on Facebook and asked me about promoting something. I can't even remember what it was that she asked me about, but we talked back and forth and she gave me some coupons that I could share with my audience. And she asked me if I had swipe files and I said no. And within about two minutes, she had sent me a zip file with swipes with my link already embedded in them. So that tells me that she has these ready to go. She had this already on her computer so she could just drop it into Facebook Messenger for me. And that made it super easy for me to get an email out really, really quickly. And that goes back to making it easy for your affiliates to promote, right? So she had this all set up and ready to go. Another example of this was Karen Thaxton from Marketing Words. I promote Karen Thaxton's products from time to time. She creates really amazing products around copywriting and blogging and different areas of online business, and my people really love her. And recently, I was promoting something else. I can't even remember what it was, but Karen is on my email list, and she emailed me back with a PS that she had written that promoted her product that went along with the product that I was promoting. So like I said, I don't remember what product I was promoting. I wish I knew because it would make probably make more sense to you. But I had promoted a product. She has a product that is a good fit that's complementary to this other product. She emailed me back and said, basically, you should include this PS if you're promoting this other thing. Here it is for you. It had my link embedded in it. And you can bet that the next day when I sent out another email for the original product, I included Karen's PS in my email. So I was promoting one product. I included her PS that also promoted her product. And lo and behold, we made some sales from that PS on a second email. So making those personalized recommendations, making it easy for your affiliates to promote you will really go a long way. And it brings more money into you as well. Now, I can honestly say that our business would not be where it is today without our affiliate partners. We recently celebrated more than $1 million in sales of our courses and membership, and we would not have reached that milestone without our affiliates. That's why I always recommend if you sell courses or other digital products that you have an affiliate program in place. It really is the easiest, most cost-effective way to grow an online business quickly. There really are just five steps to it. All you have to do is step one, Choose your platform and remember to keep your customers and your potential affiliates in mind when you choose. Step two is to decide on your terms, how much you'll pay and when are the most important things to decide here. Step three is to create resources for your affiliates to use. You don't have to get all extra fancy, just swipe files and links are the most important, but don't forget to create those resources for your freebies as well. Step four is to recruit affiliates and remember that you must keep the biggest benefit in mind, what's in it for their audience. 
then it's just a matter of maintaining those relationships. That's step five, maintaining the relationships, staying in touch with your affiliates, keeping them in the loop about what's happening in your business. And remember, if you need any help, my affiliate program success course is available to you and you will get the very best deal on that by joining Six Figure Systems at tinycourseempire.com forward slash join. You can get in today for just $7 for your first week. Remember to head on over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 62 to find the show notes, all the resources we mentioned. And while you're there, be sure to leave me a comment. I would love to know what questions you have about starting an affiliate program or any other hurdles that you're facing in your business. Just drop me a comment. I'll do my best to help you out. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts? That helps other people to find us. And of course, if you have a friend or a colleague who would love to hear this specific episode, you can just send them the link. That's tinycourseempire.com forward slash 62. And with that, I am out. Have a terrific day, everyone. And I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.